Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to the Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to talk about the last Ninja Remix. But before we do, uh, we've got a couple... couple uh, little bits of information some news some feedback to go over right. um the first thing is we got a package in the mail not really a package as much as a small parcel or envelope uh this is from a country called norge which i think is norway because it says norway on the back this is from our buddy o'brien's retro and vintage hey uh he the giver of many great gifts yes um in fact this cd uh, that you can barely see. And the videotape will soon be watching. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all of these things came from O'Brien. So we open this up live on the air for the first time. We love O'Brien's, by the way. <laughs> it smells like Norway stuff. in there. What's Norway smell like? I'm guessing the evergreens and fjords, yep. What's a fjords? Yeah. What do they smell? What do fjords smell like? Well, what about Buicks? <laughs> All right, so inside the plastic bag is a piece of tape that's making entry difficult. We have this is Amiga oh, Future okay, yeah, magazine, man. Indigo, and uh, it's the uh, so we will check this out. This is a full color deal. Looks to be very high quality. Check that's that out. Yeah. And it's in English. Yeah, a plus. Look at that. Amiga Racer. We did a report on that a couple months ago. Very cool. Thank you, O'Brien's. Yeah, we read it again. We appreciate it, and we will review that uh, very soon. soon Absolutely. We get a chance to digest it. He's also given us uh, a Norwegian music audio CD. This is Deirdrick. Did did there? Wow. And this is the best med. The bet D I B E S T E M E D. I'd say this is the record label. The, yeah, that's that's the record yeah. label. Well, or that might be the record label. Maybe they're all the record label. And uh, but it looks like a it looks like a forty five. We thank you. And uh, this note that says Norwegian music audio CD. Beautiful. Amigos rocks. We may have to put that up. We may have to play it play it out on that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I could pop that in, and actually, that would probably crash the system. <laughs> we may do that on a on a on next episode. Um, O'Brien's. This is going to be our playout music next episode, so thank you for that. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, uh, up next we've got um, Will Williams. Remember Will? Will, absolutely. From Colorado, he was on the show uh, a couple months ago. Via uh, was it New New Zealand or Australia or something like that? Something like yeah. that. Um, he was our uh, deluxe paint right, our deluxe expert. paint guy. Yeah. Uh, he sent in a picture of his retro corner, and I'll throw that up on the screen there. Uh, this is, uh, what do you think about that? It looks good. I think it looks stunning. Uh, he's got two Amigas set up. 
Uh, looks like he's got you know a more modern system over there with the Team Seventeen logo on the on the front there. Yeah. Uh, he's got a whole you know a shelf full of consoles. I see an NES, a Genesis. It's like maybe a Master System and a C sixty four. So he's ready for retro gaming. Yeah, my kind of guy. Yeah, and uh, looks like that's a very nice office with some uh, framed Amiga magazines and prints and things. So. Very cool, Will. Thank you for sending that in. I wish I was that organized, eh? Oh, me too. You don't <laughs> want to see the rest of this basement. Uh, and uh, we, uh, you know, as always, if you have an Amigos or an Amiga rig you'd like to send in, um, just send us a picture at Amigos at AmigosPodcast.com and we'll put a little write-up on it. You know, tell us what you've got and we'll put it up on the site. Or a little video, anything. I'd love Whatever. to see that stuff. It's great. Uh, we also got news from Jacob Schmidt. Now, this happened right after we put up our last episode, so I feel like it's a little bit old news if you've been following the site. But if you haven't, uh, we have this was great. A, a, a Danish listener from Denmark, home of Lego, hmm. and uh, he uh, he beat Shadow of the Beast. And he recorded, he beat it for the first time. Now, uh, I'd like to believe that he listened to our podcast and was inspired to finally complete it. But it turns out it was really more of a coincidence. Ah. Uh, but at any rate, we applaud Jacob uh, Schmid because we could not beat Shadow of no, the Beast. even with the cheats on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, well done, sir. Yeah, so uh, I put a link to that uh, on the blog. Check it out. Uh, you can watch the whole playthrough on YouTube. Um Last episode news, uh, it came from the desert. Uh, Ultra Magnus TCV tweeted at us. He said he always used to call it, it came for dessert. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny. I, and I, you know, I, I Googled that to try and figure out some kind of image to put for this. And guess what I found? There it is. It came for aware. dessert. Very yeah. Nice. So uh, this is actually a screen grab from a Space Quest game. Did you ever play any of the Space Quest games? Yes, on the PC long ago, yes. So, uh, I that's, remember this, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that I guess is uh, he, TC Mag, or Ultra Magnus TCV, you're not alone in that pun. Uh, and then finally we've got Dar, and Dar wrote in and he said, you guys have to watch them. And yes. uh, he said it's a masterpiece and widely regarded as one of the very best of the 50s sci-fi films. You'll get to see a pre-Gunsmoke James Arness, a post-Miracle on 34th Street Edmund Gwynn, and a, a freshman Leonard Nimoy in his first role. Very good. I I've never seen them, but it's definitely on my list. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love the poster. <laughs> I, I can't believe MST3K. Well, they probably couldn't get the rights to it because it has so many famous people. Yeah, right? that one's probably tough. Yeah. Plus, that maybe it's, it's better. It than might actually movies, be yeah. a good movie, right? Uh, we got a little bit of news this week. Uh, two members of the Portuguese forum Retromania.pt, Jose Goncalves and Paulo Sousa, uh, have developed a space-saving low-cost adapter which can connect a USB mouse to an Amiga or Atari ST. So this is a picture of it. And uh, it looks as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, this is Simple. yeah. Um, but it's it. You know, if you're looking to connect either an optical mouse or if you have another mouse that you like to a classic system like an ST or an Amiga, uh, this is a. It's pretty cheap. It's twenty five bucks, and uh, it's it's a plug and play deal. So um, uh, go on over to uh, jpretro.blogspot.de. Uh, I'll put a link to that on the show notes if you're interested in checking that out. Twenty five bucks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Seems a little bit high to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I mean, there there have been some of those USB converters out there, and you know they're all about the same price. So I guess maybe that's the equivalent of the parts. But 
to me, that just seems, I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on a mouse. It, 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 <laughs> a it does mouse seem converter. high. It does seem high, but when you figure that, you know, these, it, from this, the way the website looked, it looked like these guys were putting them together in their basements. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm what's sure that, that, what country did you say they were in? These, these guys were in uh, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. Hmm. Unusual. So, uh, anyway, check that out. Anybody's got one of these. Let me know how it works. You know, I've got my pri- tried and true old school Amiga mouse still hooked up. I think part you know? of the charm of using a vintage a piece of vintage hardware is using the vintage mouse along with it. Well, I mean, I, yes, to a certain degree. I wouldn't. I can. I'm not gonna lie and say I wouldn't like to have a, a, a newer mouse, but the old one works good, mm-hmm. so I can't complain. Uh, we've also got. Um, last week we talked about bedrooms to billions. Um, yes. The Amiga years. Uh, this just came out a couple days ago. Might have even come out yesterday, the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rented it yesterday. Oh, did you, uh, you yeah. watch it yet? And I've watched about half of it. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I must say, uh, it's it's good. Um, I I'm interested to see how they're going to handle the last half of it because the first half they mostly just kind of set the stage. They go all the way back to Ralph Bear in the brown box. So way back. Yeah, and uh, they they spend the first say fifteen minutes kind of bringing you up to speed with where we were before the launch of the Amiga in terms of video and computer games. Um, And they're right up to the point of the launch right now, and I don't know if they're going to go down the route of talking about, you know, the different models of the Amiga and all the financial missteps that Commodore made, or if they're going to start looking at some of the developers and talking to them and getting more into the game side of things. I know it's about two and a half hour Yeah, it's a two and a half hour film you'll have to give us the full report when you finish it up yeah i'm gonna and hopefully by then i'll have seen it <laughs> i'm gonna finish it up this weekend i've got to because i only got a 48 hour viewing window when i rented oh, this geez, thing that's the worst thing yeah. but yeah. for five bucks where'd you, you know, rent and you rent it where vimeo okay vimeo yeah uh so what if it's on any of the major services uh well i think it's i think it's exclusively through vimeo if you want to stream it okay. but it's it's 15 bucks to have forever or it's five bucks to rent mm-hmm. and i you know I, I'm I rarely watch something more than once, so I threw down five bucks, and you know it's so far it's been worth it. It's, it's very high quality. The interviews are very well done. I was afraid it was going to rely heavily on archival footage, but they've they've conducted new interviews with all these guys. And man, even though whenever you read about Amiga, uh, you know it talks about the financial doom and gloom. The doom and gloom didn't appear to affect any of these engineers and software developers because it looks like they all have houses in Southern California and they're living <laughs> a good life. I'm guessing they went on to do bigger and better things. Yeah, so. I, they probably moved on from the Amiga. It's, but they're, I know they're energetic about the Amiga. They, they are. Always, everyone you talk to, they're always excited. You know, they talk about this whiteboard. They talk about the interview and they had a, a schematic drawn up on a whiteboard. Every single one of them says, "I walked in and I saw that whiteboard and I wanted to work, you know, for Amiga." So, <laughs> Love it's, it. yeah, it's great. Um, one thing that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they were talking about the things that the Amiga company made uh, bes- before they made the computer. We talked about the uh, when when they were high Toro, they mm-hmm. made that the the joy board. The joy board. They also made a peripheral that I actually owned. All right, what was that? It's called the Power Stick. Oh, I've seen no sure. Yeah, that was them, huh? Yeah, that was them. I had no idea. They made the Power Stick, and the Power Stick is a very very small joystick that fits in the palm of your hand. the The height of the joystick is only maybe two inches. Uh, that may be it may be just an inch. I mean, it's very very small. It was a twenty six hundred. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was you know anything. Oh, I mean, with it was DB nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember this very clearly because I bought it in a box of Atari computer stuff at the flea market. <laughs> I went to the flea market in high school, and they had this box. It was like twenty bucks for everything, and I had some carts and things. And I because you never see Atari eight bit stuff, you know, never. at the flea market. No. At our flea market, 
It's not there. And Amiga stuff, forget about yeah. it. But yeah, oh, Atari yeah. stuff either. And so, you know, I, I picked all this stuff up, and I was going through it, and I posted um, I posted some, uh, like, a haul on, I was on Usenet at the time. This is probably 98, 97. And uh, somebody was like, hey, um, you know, I'll, I'll buy that power stick for you from tw- for 20 bucks. I was Whoa. like, man, 20 bucks. That's as much as I paid for the box. So I actually went and I bought a, um, I might've had one, you know, remember those disposable cameras? Yeah. So I had one of those, I took a picture of it. I went and took a whole roll of film, got it developed just so I could have a picture to scan, to send to the guy. <laughs> Times have changed, so I eh? could, Yeah. So I could, and I still got other pictures from that roll. Did you, um, did you complete the deal? And yeah, uh, we, we, he sent me a money order and, uh, I sent him the, the thing. Now, don't so. you wish you still had that joystick? You know, it would be nice to have, but did you ever play with it? It worked. I mean, you did know, how to feel? It felt terrible. Really? Yeah. Stiff. I mean, it, well, it wasn't. No, it was the opposite of stiff. It, the the stick itself was nice, but it it was so small that it just it wasn't comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, and it had buttons on each side, but the buttons you'd inadvertently press them as you were squeezing this thing to try mm-hmm. and get a good grip on it. So, um, now. I saw pictures of this thing that plugged into a keypad, almost like a Star Raiders type keypad, and I don't know what that was about. I don't know what the application was for that, but they show in the Bedrooms to Billions thing that you actually, they made a version of this that could dock into a keypad. I wonder why. It must have been one of their wacky, they, you know, one of their, oh, they made a few games, but they made something. Yeah, it might have been a special, <laughs> like I said, like the Star Raiders thing for the 2600, that special keyboard thing. look into that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a little bit about the power stick. Uh, moving on in the news, uh, the Polish, uh, a big Amiga board, PPA.pl. All right. We love these guys because yeah. they write about us all the time in Polish. We're going to make them big. Thank you, guys, by the Polsky way. Polski Portal amigo Yeah. Thank right. you. Uh, they are planning their annual Amiga get-together called Amiga or Wawa. This is Wawa 6. It's going down on June 11th. Wawa. Yep. Wawa. Have you ever been to a Wawa? Not sober. Ah, well, uh, you know, Wawa is like the sheets of Maryland. You mean like a convenience store? Yeah. Wawa is like the sheets of Maryland and New England. So how does that translate exactly? Well, I looked it up because I thought it must mean something, but I couldn't. Google was no help. So I don't think they're talking about Wawa, the sheets of New England. But um, anyway, it's going on. Whatever it is, it's going on on June 11th in Warsaw. So if you're mm. in the Warsaw area and you want to go to this, uh, I'm going to read a little bit. See, it says um, this meeting. Uh, it says they're going to have Amiga Classic, the Amiga One, with the latest version of Amiga OS Four, mm. the Pegasus Two, and Max available with the latest version of Morph OS. Remember, Morph OS mm-hmm. is the PowerPC yep. Amiga experience. So they're getting a little bit of everything there. Yeah, right? yeah, and there's competitions, there's prizes. Admission is free. And all interested are welcome. So I'll throw up a link to that for all of our Polish listeners. I know you're out there, and we appreciate you. Uh, go over to Wawa this year and, you guys and have are, a ball. They're so lucky. You guys are lucky to have Amiga get-togethers and stuff. I would love to have something like that. Yeah. In West Virginia, the Amiga gatherings are few and far between. I think I currently know, in this state, maybe two other people that have Amiga. I have a feeling that where we are right now is the largest Amiga gathering in the state, unfortunately. 
but we're working on it yeah yeah <laughs> amiga con west virginia 2017 mm. look for it soon right here in the basement yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every week <laughs> side updates we got some side updates this all week. right yeah um, i've noticed that so uh dreamcatcher he's actually done some on the ground reporting about the original ocean building the building that ocean i read that robot. this Heck is really cool because a lot of times you know we'll he'll write stories or we'll we'll write stories about places and but he's actually there because he lives in manchester so he he walks by it every day on his way to work <laughs> he snuck by it yeah was. yeah and so uh check that out to see some pictures he even braved trespassing laws to get inside not really inside the building but inside the grounds so he's our man on the street yeah absolutely dream catch it as usual on fire he's also written a great retrospective on snow brothers and how it came to the amiga it was going to come but then it didn't but then it did um i've got to tie into that in a moment <laughs> we've also got uh james pond on a real amiga 500 i fired that up on our our 500 over here in the basement uh check that out i had a blast playing james pond and uh Finally, we've got some other uh, Amigos Plays videos. Uh, we did The Amazing Spider-Man, Batman Returns. Both of those were featuring Chad, our comic book guy. Uh, and we also, uh, just yesterday, I threw up a video. Uh, I was in, yeah. <laughs> that must have hurt. <laughs> Quite, not, not literally. Uh, I was inspired by our buddy Flack. He's got that C64 podcast. Uh, Sprite Castle. Yeah, Sprite Castle. Great and, show. Uh, he reviewed one-on-one, and he mentioned there was an Amiga version. Yep. I had no idea there was an Amiga version. I saw version. it. He put that up. What did you think? And, well, it's great, because I love one-on-one. And it's just like the 8-bit version, except it's got better graphics. Yeah, one-on-one was a great game. Yeah. Underrated. I Absolutely. Mean, back when that came out, everyone loved it. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. Awesome game. So uh, look for all that stuff. We've got content literally going up every day on the site. Every day there's something new at AmigosPodcast.com. Did you mention that? I can't remember last week. Did you guys mention the Maniac Mansion walkthrough? That you yeah, did? we did that last week. Also, though. Chad, our resident comic book expert, and that was... I, I finally watched that entire thing. That was an endurance beat. For you. <laughs> it was. It was. I have a feeling that whenever, if we ever review Monkey Island or any of those games, we need to do the same thing. Oh, Just man. Just walk through. Are you kidding me? Bust right through it. Bust right through Wasn't it. Wasn't that game like 16 discs or something? Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It was crazy. You call me and let me know how that turns out, but... <laughs> uh Maybe I'll get Chad back here. Yeah. I'll bribe him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the last thing before we move on to The Last Ninja is uh, we have some new Patreon rewards. Uh, as you know, we uh, Patreon is the, what we use to keep this this whole enterprise going. And uh, we want to give back to our, our, our sponsors. Um, there are a couple things that going forward uh, are kind of little perks if you, if you support the podcast through Patreon. The first is that if you support us at any level, you're going to have access to the full uh, unedited version of the video podcast. So I'm going to just turn on the camera when we set up to record and, uh, and, and turn on the mic. And, you know, Aaron and I have all kinds of wacky banner about games we're going to review the next week or, you know, other stuff that's going on outside of the Amiga world. Sometimes we'll talk pinball or arcade games. Sometimes we'll talk wrestling. Uh, I can't remember what we talked about this time. Uh, nothing in particular. Probably. But I'll tell you one thing. I was surprised when I found out it was being recorded. <laughs> I didn't even tell Aaron I was doing yeah. it. So, um, so anyway, if you support us at any level you get access, full access, to uh, behind the scenes. Uh, and uh, if you support us at the $4 a month, then uh, you'll become part of the Amigos Game Selection Community, uh, where e- every week, uh, Aaron and I will nominate four games that we think would be good for the show, and you, listeners, will get to vote on them. And so you can shape Amigos history. Yes. Uh, and, you know, four bucks a month is a dollar a show. You know, 
it would be great if you could if you could if you could do that and if you can't if you don't give us any money we're glad we're, you're listening but we wanted to we wanted to throw something out there for the fans that have supported us you know all through it's almost been a whole year since we started this thing it's great isn't it? and um <laughs> and uh and so and also you kind of give a little care to people that might be on the edge so uh you can check all of that stuff out at patreon.com slash amigos podcast and either way we appreciate it yeah absolutely all right aaron Let's talk Last Ninja. All right, let's talk about Last Ninja. So, um, Last Ninja. This is uh, this is not the original Last Ninja. Uh, the original Last Ninja didn't come out on the Amiga. Uh, it came out where? C sixty four. C sixty four. Right. Um, I'm gonna throw up some Last Ninja footage. <laughs> I need to stop saying you that. Really that do. is that is disgusting. Um, I'm gonna put some last ninja footage up here and we're gonna play some uh play some background music too of this uh kind of softly. We're gonna try this out and see if it works. Um let's go up here to VLC. There we go. So um what can you tell us about, about Last Ninja, Aaron? Well, it was a uh of course it came out in ninety. Uh, again, it originated on the 64. Uh, I'm guessing the Amiga version is pretty close to the C64 version. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, it came out from an outfit called System 3, and it was developed by an outfit called Eclipse Software Design. Ever heard of them? I've never heard of them before. I've not either. I looked over what they'd done, and I had heard of one of their games, which was called Wings of Death. Ooh. Now... I don't recall playing it, but I knew of it. So mm-hmm. that maybe I saw an ad. The other, they did another game called Monster Business, if you will. Monster Bisque? Business. Business. I was saying that Dusty Road style. Oh, okay. Monster Business. <laughs> and then a the game called Cardiacs with two X's. Ooh. So you know it's good. Yep. Um, so they didn't do a ton. And then they, they did The Last Ninja. Well, that. Do you want to go into the how these are ordered? It's confusing even to me. There's this was we reviewed the Last Ninja remix, mm-hmm. but the on, first game that came out for the Amiga was Last Ninja Two, right? Mm-hmm. And so they had Last Ninja Two, and then Last Ninja Three, and then Last Ninja Remix. Is that the and then Remix is a kind of a mixture of one and two? Is, is that, that right? Is, I, I I I don't know. I'll be honest. <coughs> I, I, I played a little bit of Last Ninja Three, and because at the end of this game it tells you to play it. Mm-hmm. So we know this came out before that, uh, but uh, I know it's now on the, I guess on the C64, it's just called Last Ninja, right, presumably. Right, it's just, yeah. And I don't know if Last Ninja Remix made its way to the other platforms, or if it was an Amiga exclusive. Uh, there's there's not too much about Last Ninja Remix as such when you go to do research, um, but there is a lot about Last Ninja, the game itself, because it, it really... Um, it was unique when it came out. It's still kind of unique now for a variety of reasons, both good and bad. Um, this is uh, you can't pigeonhole this game. You can't say it's a it's a it's an action game. You can't say it's a puzzle game. You can't say it's a platformer. It's it's all of those things, and um, unfortunately, it does all of those things. There are other games that do each of those things better. Yes, um, absolutely. Where this game shines to me is the graphics now i know that you're no big fan of the graphics no i'm not and we talked about it on the stream i i kept my opinions to myself oh you were waiting to throw oh, it down yeah. on me. all um, right i'm ready to rebuke that Go because ahead. even though 
the, the they're a little bit pixely. There's a certain style to the graphics. Um, it appeals to me in the same way that playing an, a Sierra adventure game appeals to me. Um, where it's like if you look at it from afar, like if you if you look at the if you look at it, it looks okay. It's only when you really focus in on the pixels. Now the water effects. I give it to you. You know, they could have been done better. But overall, the colors, the shading, and everything like that in the backgrounds, I think it looks good. And that's just my opinion. All right. Well, here's my opinion on the game. This game was an original C64 game. I think it came out in on in 87 for the C64. Um, I don't think they did much touch-up on the Amiga. It's, I can see the appeal to a certain degree. It's colorful. It's got... Uh, it's got a lot of wide expanses. There's a lot of flourishes in it. The cod jump out of the water. There's mice that run around and and, and whatnot. But uh, and it's just ugly in a lot of ways. It's just I don't think it's that the resolution's low. It looks like it came straight over. Plus, let's throw all that aside. Let's say that it looks great. The border is ridiculous, and I believe this one made. Uh, Dreamcatch's bordered list uh, from that we reviewed that we mentioned a couple months ago. The, that's too much. The screen is too small, in my opinion. They, you had more to work with. I, I wish they would have used the Amiga to its full extent instead of uh, what I think was a pretty quick port over. The water effects are, are obviously they're junky. I mean, it hasn't aged well. I guess the best way I want you know. <laughs> But I mean, the the graphics I can get by more than the actual, yeah, the, the actual the, combat. <laughs> yeah, you know, the graphics. And, and I, I'm, it's not I'm the with worst you. game. You know, this isn't this isn't first person pinball or something. I mean, this this is it. It looks okay. It's not, but it could look it, like it doesn't look anywhere near as good as say Lionheart, for example. Again, go back to that one. See, I would rather look at this game than look at Lionheart. No, I would look at this game all day. No, you just hate Lionheart. Lionheart just looks like trash. <laughs> but given given all that, I'm completely with you when it comes to the HUD. There's no excuse for a HUD that takes up, you know, more than a quarter of the screen. I mean, if you look at the Ninja logo, look right here. <laughs> See that? The Ninja logo is a quarter of the size of the entire viewable area of the screen. Very true. Very you know, true. So, mm, that's no good. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, the speaking of, of combat, the way that combat works in this game is actually a lot like Lionheart. Uh, instead of a normal <laughs> game where you press a button and you swing your sword or you do something, uh, you actually pressing the button does nothing in this game. You press the button to tell the game that you're ready for action, and then you press the joystick in a certain direction, and the ninja will perform a, an action that you do not want him to do. <laughs> so, yeah. um, they're like jumping up and doing flips in front of your opponent. <laughs> yes, while he or repeatedly squatting in front of him in Never. a menacing manner. That makes them even matter. <laughs> yeah, so um, that we don't like so much. Um, the the platforming in this game oh. is is just nightmarish because it's hard to get yourself squared up in an isometric environment. Uh, I guess we should talk about movement before we talk about platforming. Uh, the way the ninja moves is kind of like the way that Cubert moves. He always you always move at an angle of some kind. But of course, your joystick is not set up like a Cubert joystick. It's set up in you know a normal cross pattern. So what you have to do is you have to if you want to turn around. 
you can't just push the opposite direction and the ninja won't spin around. The ninja will start walking backwards in the direction that Which you... Is yeah. Now, maybe so frustrating. in the designer's mind, I'm sure he was thinking, well, yeah, if you're fighting an enemy and you need to back up a little bit, that's how you do it. But in common practice, whenever you want to back up, it's because you want to run away from an enemy because you're getting your butt handed to you. Yes. And so... It would be so much easier if if it, if it worked like that. However, it doesn't work like that. What you have to do is you have to work your way around the edges like you're doing a, um, like a hurricane kick with Ken or something where you have to go all the way down and around to get your ninja to turn around so he can beat a hasty retreat or just travel in another direction. I assume that you could... The bit where your ninja walks backwards, if you had, say, the throwing star, mm -hmm. you could kind of walk back and go like that. So I can see there's a strategic element to it. It's not worth it. No. That that feature alone drove me bananas. Let's see. Let me go through the laundry list. I, I often backed into combat, number one. Anything on the screen that's in your way, you get hung on. Sometimes you just can't hardly move. It takes forever to get off of it. The uh, combat itself is drove me absolutely crazy. I couldn't... It, I got used to it after a while. It was a lot like Lionheart, but I often jumped when I didn't want to, and it drove me nuts. The uh, the bad guys in this, when they at least at the higher levels, are really tough, <laughs> and and you need pinpoint accuracy with your combat. The jumping, the jumping, mm -hmm. I hated it. I hate I hate lining stuff up. Uh, it drove me absolutely crazy. Because mm -hmm. so, again, if you if you want to move just a little bit to the left, you can't. You have to move diagonally until you move your ninja to where he's facing the direction that you want him to travel in. Then slowly circle back around so he's facing the river or whatever you're trying to jump yeah. across. Yeah. Again, this we talked about this earlier, but it, this game sort of reminds me of something like on a on the spectrum that the angle, the uh, it's got it's everything is slanted, Zaxxon style, and that doesn't work well in this kind of game for me. Now, that said, I'm not going to sit here and kill this game fully because it does a lot of stuff i do like it's wide it, it seems like you're traversing a long distance it, it's it's colorful it gives you a lot of territory to roam mm -hmm. uh, it's not totally repetitive you know uh, it's got a, i think six different levels uh they're interesting they they change the level fully changes with every time you get to the next level so there's a lot of good things going for it i could definitely see why it was popular because it's um, it gives you a sense of adventure. You know, you're like you said, it's almost like a role playing game with just you're fighting, mm -hmm. which is good. But this sort of style of game was done a lot better on the Amiga. Uh, Prince of Persia, for example, uh, uh, is a better platformer, and, a, and the sword plays way better in Prince of Persia, for example. Sort of not exactly the same type game, but you know, you can see where I'm going here. There should have been ways if they'd made the combat. If they'd made it work in some capacity, mm -hmm. the game would have been more passable to me. That was yeah. the worst. And, and of course, getting hung on stuff just drove me absolutely insane. Right. Even if they would have dumbed down the combat a little bit and made it more like a Double Dragon game, it would have made it a lot better. Because at least then, you know, so many times you just basically, you, you run into an enemy and you're playing the distance game. If you're, if you're at just the right distance, you can easily dispatch a foe. But if you're off by a couple pixels, he'll just destroy you. He'll just come down on you, and he won't quit swinging until you're dead. Yeah, and so, you know, it's a problem. Now, that much said, 
I know people better than me have done well at the game. And I know it's pretty popular. Uh, again, maybe it just didn't age well. I, I just, to me, I just couldn't get the controls. I mean, I know we, we make fun of Lionheart, but the controls on that are... Oh, they're so are much way better yeah. than this, and, yeah. and the controls aren't great. Yeah, that. and and I think that it's the the developer of this game was trying to create something new. He was trying to put you know the the kind of um, beat 'em up kind of atmosphere in an isometric game, and um, the that that was the problem. If this would have been a side scrolling platformer like Prince of Persia, yeah, you know, would have been a different deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been as popular. No. I mean, because no. part of the appeal to this is it's it's definitely new, mm -hmm. and it's gutsy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll give them credit. Um, they went in a different direction. Yeah. You know, I don't like the music that much either. I'll go there. It, You know, sometimes it's tolerable, but often I don't like it. The Amiga's It definitely, it. yeah, it definitely, one is repetitive. Even though you get a different tune with each stage, the tunes themselves are not great, and they repeat big time. Yeah, and two that you especially when you stink. <laughs> yeah, and two that they could have done more with the quality of the music by utilizing the Amiga instead. This is just another hallmark of a quick, quick port. Now that much said, this was sort of a when it came out, it was I don't want to say it was a budget title, but it was a it wasn't a full price title. It was like I think it was like twenty five pounds. That's I don't know that. Are you sure that wasn't a full price title back then? I think uh, well, twenty five pounds. I mean, I think they had titles that weren't that went up to like say forty fifty pounds. Okay. You know, uh, uh, now let's see. Now that was the C sixty four price, so maybe that mm -hmm. was standard. I'm not sure. Because budget titles for the C sixty four were like two pounds. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Day, a, yeah. It was not a budget mm -hmm. title, but it was not a, a kind of a mid tier. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, again, you're you're talking about a game that came out in the late eighties. Before it migrated over to the Amiga, so it earned a big following on the 64. I think you told me it was one of the most popular games ever on the yeah, 64. Yeah. Uh, it says that it sold uh, in Europe. The sales of the C64 version were in excess of 750,000 units. You're kidding me! Yeah, holy and, smokes! Uh, and multi-format sales, uh, you know, take into account all the ports, two million, and that was a rare thing. Nowadays, million sellers are no big deal, but back then. Uh, especially in the days of the you know the rampant piracy that existed for both the C64 and the Amiga, selling two million units is something that, that's incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Holy smokes! I can't believe it sold that many. You could see the appeal though. Mm -hmm. I know when I was younger, I liked a game that let me feel like I was in exploring a large world. Mm -hmm. You know, despite the fact that really this game, if you know what you're doing, you can beat you can run through the whole game in 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's sort of an illusion. I think you mentioned this during the live stream. This open world isn't open. Right. <laughs> it, know, looks it looks open. open. It looks like you can go anywhere, but there are very set, defined yeah. paths that you can traverse. Uh, it, you know, it's only th it's it was actually a three disc game, so it, it's pretty big. Yeah, you know, it ran on the OCS. You yeah. know, so you know every, there was no I problems guess there. Each um each one of the stages consisted of anywhere between twenty four and twenty seven screens. So you know now. We were in the dungeons on the live stream, yeah. and some of those 24, I guess the dungeons have 24, some of those 24 seem to be very repetitive. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of, and I mean with all these stages, it's really more the, um, you know, the, they, they do call kind of look, it's not as if each one of those 27 screens is an entirely different landscape, but, you know, they, they, it is what it is. And it was amazing, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. We should have brought graph paper, eh? Absolutely. Um. So, did you look at eBay and see what this thing was going for? You know, I did. And and hearing you 
mentioned that to me is all the more surprising because I actually looked around even on other formats to see how this thing was going because um, this thing's not really out there. Uh, I found two copies currently available. <coughs> uh, so if you're in Germany or Greece, that's right, Greece, uh, you can have a go at it. Uh, you're looking at somewhere around 80 bucks U.S., shipped that's a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> uh and uh, that's it and i looked in the last copy i saw that sold was in april and it sold for it was sold cheap uh but i don't think you're gonna see another cheap one yeah i've got the feeling that the the ship has sailed because these are rare which is why where are they <laughs> right maybe there's a crap load of c64 ones out there but, mm -hmm. you know and we don't know how well this sold on the amiga yeah so yeah my guess is that it did not sell nearly as well on the amiga as the c64 for both reasons that it was an old game when it was released and two there were not as many amigas out there as there were c64s you know the weird thing about this game you talk about an expansive game in the weirdest way so i, I made a list of the different systems this series appeared on all right so you've got the last ninja, all right? It was out in '87, all right? C64 DOS, the Acorn Electron, the BBC Micro is the is the Acorn Electron is that was a different thing. I don't, even, I don't everything I've seen. That Have we come across the, that before? Acorn was the company that made the BBC Micro. Uh huh. Well, this was and this so, on, this was on the according to this Acorn Electron. That might have been. I'm not, I'm not. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, the Apple II GS. Did you mention the Archimedes yet? Tell me. The Archimedes, on. yes. Right, and it came, get this, it came up for the Archimedes in 92. Wow. Late so release. Late, yeah. And the Apple II. And the this was on a virtual console. Mm. Surprising. So that was just the last Ninja. Ninja Remix was out on the Amiga and the ST. Okay, that's it. Then you got Last Ninja 2. Now, again, I'm not so sure how this series, I'm not so sure how it, uh, flowed. All right, so you got Ninja Two. Came, was, Ninja Two was on the C sixty four in eighty eight. Okay, uh, uh, it was on all the things I mentioned before. Plus the ZX Spectrum got a Amstrad CPC. Um, the Amiga got Last Ninja Two, obviously. Now Last Ninja Two came out the same year on the Amiga as Ninja Remix. Okay, same with the Atari. Same with DOS, and. It was on the NES. Did you know that? Not in. It couldn't have come out here. It did. It was as the last ninja. So Last Ninja Two was out on the NES as the last ninja, really? but not Last Ninja Two. And it, it had an NTSC USA release. Don't. It doesn't say okay. if it was released in America. But that's something we should look into just yeah. for fun. So then you've got Last Ninja Remix. Okay, this was out in ninety. Also came on the C sixty four. So it's basically the same as the one we just looked at. And the Spectrum and the Amstrad. So the C64 got Last Ninja, Last Ninja 2, and Ninja Remix. Then there was a Ninja 3, which I looked at briefly. C64, Amiga, Atari ST, the CD32, right? Which is the version I looked at. And the Commodore, or, and the Virtual Console. But that's not all. There was a Last Ninja 4 that got canceled. It was coming on C64. So I'm assuming the last Ninja Three must have really bombed if yeah. they canceled the fourth. Was one. the third one the one where he was in the city, or was that two? I didn't get that far. Okay. <laughs> um, then there was Last Ninja on the PC, and then apparently they had attempted to make a PlayStation version, but it didn't get out. But here's here's the wackiness part. There's a Last Ninja: The Return uh, for the PlayStation Two, Xbox, and was a GameCube that got canceled. Mm. So. 
Again, I don't know how those fall into the series either. So that's a lot. That's a long run of consoles. They covered pretty much all their bases on Yeah, them. yeah. Well, I, I know that looking at the reviews, the, the first game reviewed very well. Um, and it continues to rate highly, you know, whenever people rank. You know, I see it on lists. Yeah. I see it on lists. Um, so. It, it might be one of those you had kind of had to been there. Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, you know, and I, I don't know. I know we differ about this. I, I think that the game has a certain graphical appeal. Um, I, I don't think that the, I don't think that the graphics look bad. I think they look kind of cool. Um, and it reminds me of, it's kind of like chiptune music. You know, you can, you can look at chiptune music and say, oh, that sounds like, you know, it sounds like garbage, but there's, there's an there's an appeal to it. That's entirely subjective. I understand where you're going. Yeah. Um, but the border is what gets me. Yeah. The border is, the border is inexcusable. And I the, agree. and the fact that they. They could have done, I mean, again, the graphics, I don't, I don't hate the graphics, but they could be a lot better. I don't need, you know, they could be, the, like I said, there's a few effects that really pissed me off. <laughs> the fountain in particular in the water, it's just, it's just horrible. And, but I, again, I could get past all that stuff if the control was yeah, good. The control yeah. was no good. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, Sorry guys. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the last ninja, you know. Uh, it's funny because uh, we're running up here, if you're watching the video, we've got the, the, uh, the playthrough that, that is up here, he is actually in the Inner Sanctum right now, uh, which we did not see the Inner Sanctum or the Outer Sanctum. Uh, we saw no Sanctum when we were playing. Um, and um, But uh, it's, it's really, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing when you watch somebody that knows what they're doing playing this game. Yeah, because if, if you want to see people that don't know what they're doing, watch <laughs> us on a live stream. Yeah, yeah. We suck. <laughs> So anyway, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Uh, we got Tom Treff, Jonas Rulo, Cole Bjorn Barman, Mark McDonald, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, Zach Zimmerman, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. Thank you very much for Thanks, your guys. support. Absolutely. Um, and uh, next week, uh, you all have voted, and the votes are in. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. What have they done to me? We are going to play Sensible World of Soccer next week a soccer game you say yeah so we things went so well when we did kickoff two that uh we're going to do sensible world soccer it'll be interesting because um you know there are definitely people that are on both sides of that fence there are sensey people and they're kickoff people and then there's people like me that don't know jack squad about soccer <laughs> well we're gonna we're gonna find out when we review it next week so until then adios, adios.